Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. We are not a spoiler-free podcast, maybe. So make sure you've seen the movie. Or I'm not drunk, I swear. So make sure you've seen the movie or movies we're talking about before you listen. I'm one of your hosts, Rye. I'm your other host, Garda Samson, <laughs> the, the drunkiest, bestest safety officer on this side of the podcast. And, yes. and we're grand. You know, if people didn't know that we weren't actually drunk, they might think we are based well, on that intro, but I'm keeping I, it. I am, I am, yeah, I am not drunk at all. I didn't even have a chance to go out and grab a Guinness, yeah, and I'm right. very sad. I'm dry as a whistle. Uh, I don't know who said that, but I, that, I'm drinking tea. It doesn't even, you know, oh, wait, you know, you know, I screwed up. I could have, I could have poured brandy to my tea. Too late. <laughs> anyway, hi. We're it's almost St. Patty's Day. It's, well, it's yes. It's by the time this episode is out, it'll it'll be closer to St. Patty's Day. I have my wine as usual. If we were really trying to get into the spirit, we would have whiskey. I don't like whiskey, so you know it. You know what we do like? We like creature features. <laughs> we do like creature features, Chris. This one's on you, man. <laughs> so, uh. I, yeah, I, I take the blame on this because, like, we were looking for a uh, a St. Patrick's Day uh, movie, and obviously, like, the, the go-to was Leprechaun, but we, <laughs> I think, we as in Rye didn't feel we had oh. the energy to watch all seven movies, and I, no. you know, I, I agree, <laughs> so <laughs> we were looking up other... If there were four Leprechaun movies, I'd be like, yeah, okay, we can do this. There's yeah, seven. Maybe, no. maybe maybe next year. Maybe next year when we have more time. <laughs> next year we will plan it out so we will end with the last Leprechaun movie on St. Patty's Day. That's so ambitious. <laughs> and um, I've said it, so now I've just like put it canon. in. Canon. You said on the podcast. It's canon now. We can't we can't back. Uh so we're I'm not worried. So we were looking for uh St. Patrick's Day movies. And this one caught our eye because one, we never, I don't, I, neither of us have seen this before. It's a foreign indie film. Yeah, this is like a, a UK Irish production. This was a beautiful Irish movie. Hold the fucking phone. Oh, yeah, we will definitely get to that. Okay. Um, and th this was a uh, Sundance film. Uh, it was entered into the Sundance Film Festival in 2012. And I, I don't I don't want to speak for both of us. I definitely haven't heard of this film. Um No, but, I ha I hadn't either. I hadn't either. But I think I think <laughs> I don't quite hundred percent remember the how we dis discovered it, but I, I feel I remember this, if you would like me to tell this story. I well I think for me how I remembered it, we were reading uh we were reading a synopsis and I'm pulling this off of IMDb. I don't think it was IMDb where we read it from. It might have might have been like bloody disgusting. But, bloody disgusting. I got you. Uh, but I'm paraphrasing here. Quote: When an island off the coast of Ireland is invaded by blood, <laughs> I cannot talk. Wow, is invaded by blood sucking aliens. The heroes discover that getting drunk is the only way to survive. And it's like this movie sounds stupid. Let's do it. <laughs> Bloody Disgusting says, this is what we were reading. 
One of the few giant creature features ever produced out of Ireland boasts a most inspired premise, a town under siege by giant tentacled monsters with an allergy to alcohol, must stay drunk in order to stay alive and save the day. By leaning into a national stereotype in the premise of the movie, Grabbers manages to be funny and charming while still delivering the goods as a monster movie. Comparisons to Tremors are inevitable, but apt. So Chris read this and was like, we're fucking doing it purely mm. because of the Tremors comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbers, Graboids, you know, you know. Facehuggers, mm. like they all just sort of, they're all there in the same family. But where I thought that Tremors was just like such like a wholesome horror movie, I also think that this like borrows a sense of wholesomeness from Tremors. But I found it so fucking funny. The beginning of this movie feels like a real. There are parts of this that feel like a real horror movie, like right at the beginning, yeah, where yeah, people it, are it being did not, snatched and yeah. It it, it fell very Jaws like. It was it didn't get funny until they figured out the alcohol bit and then it was just straight comedy for the end of the movie. Yeah, the first act was definitely gritty and it treated it really serious. Uh I mean we establish the the background of the hero who's kind of in a quote unquote like uh psychological wasteland. Uh he's we see him he's like he's like a depressed alcoholic, hates his job. You know, doesn't get along with people, especially his new spunky uh, workaholic wants to do good. And the, uh, and the thing is, partner. Though, his new partner is is just a temp. She wasn't even supposed to be there full time. She's just a temp. She was just filling in for the boss. Oh, uh, that she, she, that on she, vacation. she fell into the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and like, um, and then so it's kind of like that dynamic, like straight cop versus or I, I guess like no the rookie veteran kind of uh yeah. dynamic which you, which you see all the time and then and like like akin to jaws you see these attacks and you really don't see the monster until like halfway so like you know middle to the end of second the second act of the movie yeah. um and it, it plays it like really close to the vest like trying to like uh, upped up the tension of what the creature is and some really interesting ways of killing people. Like I, I found there's like one scene where the monster kills a couple in their in their home and they used one of the old codgers like dangling as a marionette, like a, like a puppet and it distracts them to lure one of the people out and then it like shoots out like a Crazy Barb Tendril grabs him and like you know, you know, plucks him onto the roof. It was really, really cool. Like so, like the movie, the movie looked for like for like an indie film. Like I, I don't quite know. Actually, we, we so th this movie had a. I I mean I I mean, I guess it, for indie film, I guess like a pretty modest budget, uh, five point three million, and I would say for an indie film, I mean it's only in like uh nine years it's like nine years old it's almost a decade old and i know like the camera technology has like improved a lot but like this movie looks really good for like this an indie movie, film i was i was really surprised by this movie obviously in the best way possible but i was really surprised by this movie i 
enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I, Chris, no joke, I sat through this movie going, is this how Chris views movies normally? Like the ones that are like, so, like, is this how thoroughly you enjoy movies? Because I just had a blast with this movie. I, I think the expectations were low to begin with. Because oh, the, 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 the title says it all. So you're like, you're in for, you're, you're in for like a sci fi original movie kind of feel. And like, so if your expectations are low, well, it's a bad movie. It's like, okay, well, I, I could have expected that. If it's a good movie, it's like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. And I was, in general, I was pretty, pretty pleasantly surprised. Like, the, like the acting was, was great. Some of the writing was a little bit body. Like, there were some scenes where, like, the jokes fell flat. Yeah. But, um, but in general, I, do, I, did, I did, in general, love the characters. I think they had a lot of personality. Uh, even though, even even if some of the lines they were given were like pretty, like I, I don't know what purpose they serve. Like there was that one scene where uh, O'Shea and Lisa are driving back, and then O'Shea, or they're they're driving back from the beach after uh, they were doing like a favor, or actually they're driving back from somewhere. They're driving through the country, yeah. And then O'Shea was trying to. He, he was like doing a joke about like oh this thing is a dead thing, and he's like he's like flipping his hand at back and forth, and it was like this awkward like two minute scene where he's trying to explain the joke to her, and she's like I don't get it, and it's like I it's like I don't know if they're trying to establish like some sort of romantic, sexual, professional tension or not, but it just. It just play flat as like okay i'm not sure what's going on here right so. yeah he was trying to be funny with her but it like it didn't it didn't pay off and i don't know if the awkwardness of the delivery of that scene was intentional or not but i think it worked if it was supposed to be intentional i mean i i didn't recognize i recognized some of this cast but there were two actors that um really stood out to me one of them being um the scientist who has been in being human doctor who um knowing oh, on our so um, russell george tovey as dr yes. smith yeah yes he was on not knowing looking on hbo and then father blackwood from the chilling adventures of sabrina is the main <laughs> character so like well but yeah. Watching him be this drunk, mischievous Irishman was such, it was such fun. I had a blast with this movie. I mean, what other movie are you going to, I mean, it really, again, so the, the bloody disgusting um, uh, synopsis sort of really nailed it on the head. They took a stereotype about Irish people, which is they're always drunk, and they leaned into it and made a, what I think is a successful horror comedy about one stereotype without, I think, poking too much fun in a harmful way. Yeah, it was very tongue in cheek and it, it wasn't insensitive at all. And it's I like, don't think so. it's like it, it was just like, oh, this is a this is a weird alien invasion story. And it has an incredibly specific and oddball way of defeating it. But it's like, yeah, it just it's just it's just good, clean fun. Like, there's nothing there was nothing like problematic about it it was just like a bunch of rowdy people just getting drunk and like because they live in a 
small country or small village in the middle of uh the middle of ireland and like what else you gotta do to entertain yourselves you know it, it looked like a lot of the environment which is like long rolling pastures you know primarily a farming town or a rural town and like you know what you do uh after a long stay at work or uh you know you know whatever type of agriculture they're into you just go to the pub and you just you know chillax and get drunk and repeat you know it's it's pretty simple and, and yeah i thought and I, that also like plays into like the context of or like the, the horror of the story because um it, it's oh it was also a fishing village i forget yeah so the, it was, fishing's one of their main imports exports um so you have they kind of have baked in into like some of the Cthulhu mythos stuff, like the great technically like, tears yeah. of the deep, uh, like they also attacking look like ships ocean blue Cthulhu. So yeah, exactly. I was like, Chris probably loved this movie. The creature design was really cool. I was pretty impressed by like not just the like the practical puppetry of prosthetics, especially with the autopsy scenes, but I thought the for a low budget. Well, quote unquote low budget film. I don't know how. I mean, the movie didn't really make a lot at the box office, so I think I think they were in the hole after its release. But um, I mean, I think five million for a, a movie now nowadays. I think it's pretty cheap. Um, I mean, you want to talk super cheap? You could, you could talk about like Robert Rodriguez, who you know, or. Kevin Smith and Clerks, who made budgets, you know, a, f- a mere fraction of a five million. But I thought the CGI for the monster, especially like the alpha male tentacle monster, was pretty decent, pretty good. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just a testament to show like how much technology has evolved and and how much you could squeeze out of a dollar um you know nowadays because like you know technology um the quality can get for on the cheap you know trying to balance it you know it's it's you know extended hey well has um progressed a lot and they made a really convincing monster you know either with the cgi or like the practical effects angle so i take it you enjoyed it so i i I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it, it had this, it had this like really nice charm about it, especially when you get to like the second and third act where it's like the siege uh, scenario where the monsters trying to break in and everyone's like oh, getting the siege bu- on the on the bed and breakfast bar. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's yeah. just going absolutely blitz. Um, I thought the tone shift was a little bit jarring because like, I, I know what they're trying to go for. Like they're trying to go for like a slow burn Steven Spielberg type of Jaws feel. Um, but I thought like I thought it was like very sudden. It's like a very sudden turn where for like the first 30, 30 minutes or so, um, it's. It's very serious, but then it's interspersed with like occasional gags, like um, the kooky character of oh, what's his name? 
Patty, uh, like the, the 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 local town fool slash drunk. He provided a lot of the comedic relief. He is one of those guys where if I ever, and obviously this is a dream for a post-COVID world, but if I ever decided to go to Ireland and get a Airbnb in a town like that, like a small like seaside town, if I ever went to a local bar, Patty is the kind of guy that I would want to like sit down with. Yeah. And just listen and just keep feeding him drinks while I just listen to him talk about everything. Patty is such a blast. Patty was really great. Like Patty Patty like, you know, consistently throughout the entire film provided that nice levity to balance out, especially in the first film where um e- even as small moments as him like Talking to O'Shea, he's like, oh, I, I, I caught a sea mustard. It's in my bathtub. And he gives, like, this great, like, like campy, but not overly campy delivery. Uh, it's, it's convincing. It sells it. Um, if they had decided to play this as just a straight horror movie with no comedic element to it, like, minus the allergy to alcohol, if they decided to make this just, like, a creature feature horror movie... Patty would still serve as the moments of levity to break up the tension in a horror movie that you would uh, need. Because you would need that. You need that. You need. Yeah. Like, you need that pressure valve to release like the tension. You know, once in a while. Um, and then once, once like the the whole oh shit, alcohol's the secret cure, the silver bullet. Uh, yeah. I started in general. I really really enjoyed uh the movie because it, it, then it just became. A sort of, I don't want to say like a ripoff or maybe it's it's def. I felt like it was definitely definitely influenced by like Edgar Wright. I felt serious vibes to like The World's End and Hot Fuzz. Yes. Uh, uh, or Shot of the Dead. Um, it, it definitely had that type of energy where there's like on you know when you step back like it's you know what's going on is like truly terrifying. It's like oh shit, like a bunch of aliens trying to break into a bar, but like. It does it in the way where it's still horrific, but it's still being portrayed in a really laughable, amusing scene. Uh, like for example, uh, uh, the there's like one scene where everyone is so blissed out on their mind, and um, one of the owners of the bar, uh, he's so convinced that he could defeat a monster by making a super soaker into a flamethrower. And it's like this it's like this three-minute bit where uh, Dr. Smith has taken a big swig of uh, Patty's uh, bathtub hooch, and he's so blown out of his mind. And it's just, he's just, it's just the two of them struggling to, like, make a makeshift flamethrower, um, like, a-, a la Ripley from Aliens, which also has, like, a nice, or has, like, a, there's like a bit of touchstones of alien as well and then the other guy like runs out and he's like and he's he's acting all heroic and he looks down and the fire the pilot light they just lit for five minutes is out so he runs back it's like it has it has a lot of that visual comedy situational humor going on yeah so i i enjoyed that i think the the things that i didn't really i i I, the things i i 
think it didn't earn, or at least it, it, the execution had been a lot smoother, is how, like, the B-plot, which is O'Shea's and Lisa's kindling of the romance, I didn't think it felt natural enough. I, th- I think it just felt, like, really cold at the beginning, then really... Then he started pushing them together really, really fast at the end. I didn't feel like there was like a like a gradual cr- uh, crescendo or like a natural arc to the relationship. Otherwise, like the movie, the movie in general, I thought was pretty, pretty amusing, pretty fun. A good hour and a half to kill. Am I the only one between the two of us that thought they? Not that she, like, settled for him, but she decided she found, like, a place in herself for him because the doctor she was clearly into got, like, yeeted into the ocean. I, so I'm trying to figure that's out... That's that, like. <laughs> yeah, because, like, they were, f- like, the the doctor was, was like, shamelessly... F- and, like, and then she was reciprocating, too. And then... I'm I'm trying to say, to... She can't like both of them. That, that's but true. It just, that's... it just it felt it felt kind of forced because like I said, he literally got yeeted by a tentacle monster. He just went and he was gone. I'm trying to remember like the timeline because they were all getting super bliss at the party. Right. Then Dr. Smith took some of that hooch. Mm-hmm. The the monster started breaking in, so they had some failed attempts to fight it off. And then the I I'm, my brain is deleting some information. And then for some reason, the doctor went out because he was so he wanted to, to photograph. He said so. The bar was dry, and they were like, "Well, unless we go outside and get yeah. the kegs, have the kegs, we're out of alcohol." And then he was like. We need more booze, and then he like left. That's right. Then... Yeah, but but then the okay. He so stopped I stopped to take pictures of it, but I can't remember if he decided he was gonna leave to like go help them get booze or as a distraction and like go take a picture of it. Like I, I mean, at that point, you're operating on drunk logic, but it's coming back to me now. So before before that that uh, that ye- that eating scene. Uh, it might have might have been like twenty minutes before. Um, Lisa and O'Shea were in the car on watch duty. Um, and this is after. Well, I mean, Lisa Lisa was still hella drunk then too, but before the eating scene, Lisa was confessing to O'Shea how, like, she kind of has feelings for him. And then O'Shea was being like a real gentleman about it. It's like, yeah, this is very flattering, but now's not the time because we're being invaded by monsters. And two, you're very drunk. That's not right. And so I, it's weird. I, I, I it's very unclear. Um. Right, but like the one counter to that is that she said, "I'm not drunk enough to fancy you," and he was like, "Well, then keep drinking." I like I I don't know. It just like again, it felt that felt like really awkward drunk flirting to me, but like again, I don't He wasn't drunk. Well, no, well, she was clearly drunk. He was sober. Was... He 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 was he was like sober like cuz I I know the town the best. I got to stay sober. Um she was drunk and then when she took the shot of the hooch mm-hmm. of the bathtub hooch, mm-hmm. 
all I could feel that in my throat when I watched her do that. I could mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. it's like drinking like Everclear for the youngins mm-hmm. out there. Everclear it's don't, like don't. it's like drinking four hundred proof alcohol. <laughs> it's right. like drinking rock. If you go to fuel. a party and someone says it's insert juice here, don't drink it. It probably has Everclear in it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to oh I'll go on a tangent for a second. I went to a party in college. I was wasted. I walked across the campus. Now, my campus wasn't that small. wasn't that big. It was kind of small. But I walked across campus with a bunch of people, went to a house party where they gave me juice. It had Everclear in it. I was wasted that so bad that the trees were blurry on my walk over and I could still taste the Everclear. Just don't drink it. Man. So, yeah. Shit's Man. dangerous. Don't do it. Everclear. So yeah, I could uh I could feel that when she took that shot. It was not pleasant for my mm-hmm. mom to behold. I mean I I loved all of them when they were I super drunk. Again, them. it was yeah. it was it was very uh I mean I I mean like I I, I can't say for sure how if they cited Edgar Wright as a specific uh influence but i just got serious world's end energy where like oh, did I? um you know especially when they're they're uh it's just like and like it's like it's like uh what's it called like drunk logic where like the more drunk you are the better you are at certain stuff and you know this is like i don't know it it, it they got better at like surviving for some reason and and and, sci- and scientifically they try to bake it off as like oh yeah your blood toxicity is so high because they feed on the water in, the, in your blood uh and it's just it's stupid logic where it's like it's that's really logic. it's 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 like okay this doesn't make sense but it's kind of believable enough yeah and like let's just roll with it like it's like almost believable su- pseudoscience and i love that i love i mean so the way that Tremors was wholesome. I found this equally as wholesome. And when when the scientists, when everyone was in the kitchen and they were all really plastered and he's the only sober one and they're all trying to figure out like what they should be doing and she's trying to push the table but she ends up like Oh, that scene is so great. Like That scene is hilarious. Have you ever been the only sober person in a room full of drunk people trying to corral them to like get them to do something. Yeah, it's like that's it's like what that is. It's like when you're the mom or the dad of the party to make sure no one dies. No one dies, <laughs> and you're watching these idiots just like try to exist mm-hmm. and watching the guy who had the super soaker and the scientists like try to like light it as they gradually just get like get closer to the ground where they're both on the floor and they're trying to meet that if you meanwhile the the monster's trying to break in the entire trying to break down the door like if you have ever been the sober person in a room full of your drunk friends you know that situation and you can just i could not stop laughing because i've been that person and i've seen those people i just like think Oh I my think god, I cannot most stop pe- laughing. Yeah, most people have like gotten to that like kind of spectrum of drunk where it's like, oh no, motor functions, motor functions not all there. Failing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I have totally been there on more times than I care to admit. But 
being on the other side of that and seeing your friend like just at the cusp of that, just like the, oh man, that takes me back. <laughs> that so we talked a lot about the the seed scene. Um, uh, the I'm yeet just scene? <laughs> the yeet scene. I'm gonna go back to the yeet scene because like I was laughing so hard because when the the doctor gets thrown, you see his body fall in front of like the his silhouette fall in front of the moon and it's clearly like the the shittiest ragdoll video game physics and you see like his body is like folded in on itself and his his limbs are as like this is this is i feel like they did that on purpose because they were so did it on purpose it's probably where the budget ran out but like you didn't even hear like the faintest Flash of a body making contact with the water because he was yeeted over the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last part of that movie, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. It was pretty great. It was genuinely fucking. Whether you're laughing because it's funny or you're laughing because it's so stupid, it's funny. It did its job. It yeah. Why not both? And and then it became. I I, I guess it, it it became more actiony. In the third act, after they leave the the bar, not as much humor, but I really enjoyed that last scene because it was like a very, a very clear nod to um, oh my god, uh, to aliens. Um, in so in uh, in aliens, like uh, Ripley mounts up in the power loader mecha armor and like takes on the queen, um. And Lisa has this moment where uh, O'Shea is trying to, you know, set up, set up the trap, uh, trying to blow it up with a bunch of oil drum barrels at a construction site with a flare gun. And, um, and then Lisa comes out of nowhere, um, you know, in this armored pickup truck. And she sounds like, get away or step off, you cunt. And it's like, that's like serious Ripley energy. And uh, before slamming it into the ravine, it's like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice reference. Stay away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Yep. I think that they just took from the best parts of some of horror sci-fi and mushed it together in an Irish comedy. And it worked. And it was hilarious. I have not, this is like a wholesome horror comedy. I have not, now, here's the only thing. We picked this movie because we thought that it would center around St. Patrick's Day. It has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day, except for the fact that Irish people are getting drunk. Which, a lot of white people do on St. Patrick's Day anyway. It, they I take mean, the opportunity to drink a lot of green shit and get wasted. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, especially especially Americans... But, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people worldwide, people want to find an excuse to get drunk. Say well, Patty's Day, what better day to, <laughs> to, to pick, you know? Yeah, we're in a pandemic, you can get drunk whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, please don't swarm a bar and, you, you know, avoid, like, avoid, and, like, you know, not practice safe social distancing. Um, but I mean, did if you have a moment where you thought at the end where they were prepping the temp officer to go outside 
where she had the nail gun in her hand. Did you have a moment where you thought that there was going to be like a freak comedic accident moment with the nail gun? Because I did. Because I mean, I they they technically did, but she missed. I thought she right. was. She's gonna shoot like Patty accidentally or something. Right. So did I. I thought someone was going to die because she was drunk, which is a very stereotypical like American move. Like we would dive into that shot and like cheapen the moment with it. And I'm really happy they didn't do that. However, having her fall down the stairs and that nail gun not magically go off and her just get that cup of gold. <laughs> you know what it is? It's plot armor. Such like, strong plot and just went back. <laughs> it was, it was so good. Yeah. Um, I really had like the lowest of low expectations. Yeah, I had pretty low. I mean, I had pretty low. Uh, 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 oh my god, my brain. Expectations. I had pretty low expectations, but I mean, we're a big fan of creature features, and you know, I love sci-fi original monster movies and my bar for entertainment's pretty low so it takes it doesn't take a lot to entertain me and like the the premise of of you know saving the world um by getting piss off your ass <laughs> drunk it, you know that's like it's it, it's a it's a perfect formula it works and and that kind of leads it to an interesting piece of trivia so the the writer of this movie is Kevin Lehan, Lehani, um, and he was backpacking across the world, and he's been he's been eaten alive by mosquitoes, and he heard of a an urban legend where eating marmite, which is this particular type of yeast spread that's really really popular, especially in um, so disgusting. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, I, I mean, the Aussies and the Kiwis love it. I, it's an acquired taste. But um, he heard her very much uh, so. Yeah, but uh, so Kevin heard a rumor that eating marmite prevents mosquito bites. So he, <laughs> so this made him start to wonder: Do mosquito bites also get hung over from? drinking people's blood uh and he had this thought he had this thought roll around his blade wow can i talk he had this thought or this idea germinate in his brain and then he started writing the original script for grabbers um based on this idea of you know great getting drunk enough to survive and it's like okay that's pretty cool um yeah yeah it's great you can find inspiration anywhere especially from Marmite of all things. Now, do we know if there was ever a sequel? Because they set you up for a sequel at the end. Yeah, that 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 mm, that kind of made me mad because, um, they like okay, I guess you could write it off as uh, Patty being absent-minded because he's like one, he's old. And two, he's super drunk all the time on his own hooch or uh, trying to grab liquor from the bar. But, like, Patty clearly found a bunch of eggs um, on the beach before they discover, like, the big alpha male. And I, 
you know, Patty tried to warn O'Shea and Lisa, but they were too busy running away. Um, and I guess it's totally reasonable to to speculate that, oh, Patty was so caught up in the moment that he completely forgot about the eggs. But th- I mean, I don't know. I thought that I thought that that was just like, mm, my, I was like, why did you forget that? I mean, I know, like, obviously, they tried to make it to a sequel, tried to make it to a cliffhanger. But to me, the with the if you're trying to piece out the internal logic of the film, like, I, I don't. Maybe O'Shea may have been careless enough to like write it off, but I don't think Lisa's the type of character to like so easily blow off or like so easily close the case. Like, I feel like Lisa's character. I think she's definitely either... double, yeah, she would definitely like dot her eyes across her T's, like set up a full investigation, try to call in the authorities, you know, revisit the site with like flamethrowers and make sure they did they had a clean job done. So but I, I understand trying to set up a sequel or at least leave it off with a cliffhanger though. I mean, she also said she wasn't much of a like she didn't drink. So for someone who doesn't drink and their first night of drinking, yeah, you're probably not gonna remember anything. But they were sober when they were investigating the beach. Um, That's true. And, and all that. Well, I mean, maybe Patty wasn't 100% sober. Was Patty sober at all during this movie? No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, different, differing, differing levels of buzzed. But I, mean, I, I know Patty technically was the only one who found the eggs or new of the eggs um but you know what? at the same time no wait no um because like they actually on their like second visit to dr smith dr dr smith clearly showed them an egg and ripped it half open it's like so and they, and he was also saying oh yeah they they're they they probably fed on all the orcas to provide enough nutrients for the spawn so you know what f that you know they provided so many clues that you know there were so many eggs left over um so i don't know maybe they're just bad police people <laughs> they're just bad at their job maybe i'll go with that let's go with that what would you rate this maybe three three out of five ten tentacle monster eggs uh, not, I don't think it's, uh, I, it's, it's not as good as Tremors. No. But, um, but I think it does, it, it's, it's easily, it's, it's definitely a fun, quirky film. And it's just, it's just like a very simple premise is like alien crashes to earth. Uh, town has to get drunk to fight it off. It's like, okay. And it's, it's a very tongue in cheek pretty wholesome horror comedy uh pretty low stakes uh and it's you know i mean you you could definitely watch this if you're not a a fan of horror like if you just want like a stupid drunk comedy or maybe you're a fan of edgar wright or um just some uh, just a really quirky creature feature that you maybe you're trying to acclimate for the first time into horror movies this is probably like like a a nice dip in the water um definitely not a masterpiece but definitely not the worst movie ever reviewed on this podcast and you know it was a delightful hour and a half yeah i agree 
I would also give it three out of five monsters. Because I just, yeah, I just, I agree with everything you said. It It's not perfect. Um, it's definitely not Trevor. I hate that there is that comparison, but at the same time, there's really nothing else to compare it to. But if you are looking just for like a stupid, fun, like comedic horror movie that you don't have to take too seriously, because there are some beautiful horror comedies out there. This is like a stupid fun night. Like you're inviting some friends over. You want to watch a movie that you don't want to like invest a ton of brain power in, but you just want to be able to sit and enjoy. Grabbers is your is your movie. I like that it's not I think my biggest my, the biggest pro in this uh this movie has is the fact that it is not American. Mhm. Um, yeah, it it has like it has like a. It has I mean, a very I, I, Irish sense of humor about the. Yeah, Indian. like it's a very it's, and that's really why I like it. We don't we do a lot of American movies, and I know that we've been trying to sort of cover more, uh, non-American horror films. And in twenty twenty one, we're definitely coming through with more non-American horror movies, but. I think that that just really adds to why I found this so, so fucking funny. <laughs> and I think about it's yes, it's it's playing off of a stereotype, but like it's it 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 does it in like a wholesome man, like not uh, it doesn't it it treats it in the way where it's like it's not like outright offensive it kind of just it kind of like sublimates it like it takes that and just like turns on its head and it's like it's like yeah so so what like you know you know like uh we're lampooning this culture but like i mean everyone everyone likes to, like getting drunk or getting loaded or just having a good time it's kind of like a universal thing in most in most parts of the world um and you know, and it's just it's just like a clean way to have fun, and you know, then they just mixed up a creature creature feature in, on top of it, and it's just yeah, it's just like a just it's just like a good wholesome time. So yeah, don't don't think about it too much. It's yeah, just... don't sleep on this movie either, though. On that note, <clears throat> thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left 4 Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can check us out on our website at leftfordread.com. Yes, and thank you for... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, thank you for listening and, <laughs> and then having... Uh, joining us on this weird little ride as we are, are also holed up in this bed and breakfast tavern as little creepy crawlies are knocking at our walls and windows and you know if you're gonna have a lock-in just be safe happy saint patty's day and uh don't forget stay, stay dreadful, dreadful. <laughs>